Hello everyone, welcome to This Week on Stadia, episode 13, I guess. I'm not, uh, no, it's 14. Uh, it's, I'm lost, I'm lost, I'm sorry. As I told you, Chase, I was uh, running a little behind because of the kid. But uh, before we go, how are you doing, my friend? It's It's kind of an emotional morning for me because today was not the official day back, but... Um, there was so much content that I worked on between Thursday and Friday um, to try to get the channel back up and running. And I'll share it here. I, I posted the video up this morning before my Saturday morning stadia talk. I am back officially the week of February 3rd. So um, I'm excited, man. I'm, 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 I'm excited to get back into the swing of things to, to, to get content back out there again. And I'm excited to, to, to be out here with all the other awesome content creators. We, we have an amazing community. I can't stress it enough. Um, it's it's great. Our, and, and the people we have in this community, our viewers, our listeners, they are amazing. They are phenomenal. We have an amazing community. It's This is probably one of the best gaming communities I can think of since I've been a kid. You know, it, it's it's that good. So Chase, before we continue, I just want to say God bless you that you're back. Uh, I was <laughs> one of the guys um, wishing you to get back as soon as possible. It's so nice that you're finally back. And uh, yeah, I can't wait to enjoy your content again. So welcome back in the behalf of the whole community. It's good to have you back, my friend. Uh, that, thank you, Eddie. Um, you're going to make me tear up, man. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it, 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 it's legitimately good to be back, and I, I'm excited. And we've got, listen you know, to, to get us on track with this podcast. We've got so much to talk about. This was a big right. week. Um, I wouldn't say it was a slam dunk week for Stadia, but there was some, some maybe not so good news at the beginning of the week, depending on the lens that you right. viewed it in. And then there was, I think, more positive news as the week uh, progressed. So. Right. So before we start, guys, I want to just run over our usual messages on the podcast. Um, if you are listening to this podcast on your favorite podcast platforms, we record this show every Saturday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time here on my YouTube channel. Right be- right after Chase finishes his uh, weekly Stadia talk starting at 10 a.m. on his YouTube channel. Um, this, U- uh, this show and both of our YouTube channels are affiliated with Stadia Source. Stadia Source is your number one source for Stadia news with daily content. By the way, it's my official source when I whenever I want to See notes for the show. I just go over StadioStars.com, and there you have it. Everything is there. So today, I guess uh, we have a, a few things that we can talk about. Uh, we'll probably start with the um, the update we had from the Xbox. Then we're gonna talk a little bit on the Verizon thing, the GDC announcement that Google is an official sponsor. Not only that Google is participating, but Google is official sponsor from GDC. And then there was a, <laughs> a YouTube deal uh, on YouTube gaming. And sorry, my laugh, I just laughed uh, that you're easy eating donut holes, Chase. <laughs> uh, thanks, regardless, for the, <laughs> for the ads up. And by the way, Chase, I want to share with you this as well, my friend. Uh, I told you over Discord, uh, I guess it was yesterday that I came up with a new segment for our new show. So I guess um, when it's time to that, you will be surprised as well. It's going to be the, the first time we're doing the segment. 
and you don't know the segment i hope uh, our audience likes it as well okay sounds good brother okay so going up and starting the show with um uh it's not stadia it's related to stadia but it's the update that we heard from xcloud xcloud on microsoft uh, xbox is it still a uh, pilot or beta what how are they calling that chase it's a it's a it's closed beta well it's it's not closed technically now um people that are current um xbox users they can get into it so it's it was really really closed off you had to have invitation only which is what you're talking about right um i would say it's it's more of a beta um it's it's a it's kind of a an alpha slash beta it's weird because it's not fully fleshed out they were doing some kind of testing you know this year or not this year earlier in 2019 um a little bit with it but yeah yeah to answer your question yeah yeah and just moving on on this uh why are we talking about because there was an article from uh windows central stating that after the update stadia is officially dead why because on this last update from microsoft xcloud they included uh, 15 games including destiny 2 the base version not what we have on stadia but the free-to-play version and chase please take it on from there yeah so i i think i think the reason and I'll just speak from my my viewpoint, and I have to admit this, and I said this in a, a video that I just did um, uh, last night about the Verizon and GDC and, and eSports announcements, which we're all going to talk about. But I was wrong on this because, you know, the, the Destiny 2 announcement, it, 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 by itself, and I, I've said this in that in that video, it's not a big deal. Like, if this happened any other point of the year and we found out, oh, Destiny 2 is on xCloud, well, one, that game's already over on Xbox. Okay, so it's not like it's something that's unexpected, but it was the timing of where they did it. They did it the day after for the States. Um, Martin Luther King Jr. holiday was on Monday, right. so a lot of people had off. Tuesday was the first day back. So dropping that announcement, or how, it, again, this is just my opinion, but it seemed a little... Um, curious is the term I would use, that this news came out the way that it did, Especially with this headline, right? Exactly. It's almost like someone said, and again, my opinion, not fact, um, that, hey, here's some information that we're getting ready to do. Maybe you should write about this because they wanted to get it out there to control the narrative. Um, And why did they want to control the narrative? Well, look at what happened last week. There was a big announcement from Google about games, 120 games coming in 2020. And of those are going to be timed exclusives. That's why I thought it was a big deal and why I thought Google needed to respond in short order to do what? To capture the narrative back. Um, thankfully, as the week went on, the media did not, most media outlets did not seize on that, which is a good thing. It gave right. Google a little bit of breathing room. And we got some positive news, which shifted the narrative back, I think, in Google's um, uh, wheelhouse, which is a good thing. So I don't think it was a, a slam dunk week, like I said before, for Google, but it was absolutely a positive week for them. Um, to add to that, I think this news at the beginning, it as you also said, was like, we taking a step forward and then getting hit in the gut. But um, since this came from a very specific source, which is focused on, on Windows in general, not only Xbox, 
and the rest of the media didn't embrace it the the same way that Windows Central tried to portray it. So um, I guess that the the end result of the week, it's a still good week for Stadia. Although we haven't heard our weekly community update. I don't know if it's still something that they plan to do weekly or bi-weekly. Uh, and there was um, or there was no and next Saturday, February 1st, it's when we'll be receiving the new February games on Pro and hasn't been announced so far. Uh, I did a comparison on that with uh, the January games and if I'm not wrong the January games got announced like five or four days before. So probably gonna follow the same um, structure. What do you think, Chase? To me, there's just too much inconsistency with how they're doing communication still. And, you know, this is why I said before that they're on a probationary period, to me at least, um, because we... (laughs) You do all of those great moves on last Thursday. And I, I, I know I've beat this this horse to death, but um, obviously somebody new wrote the language there. It wasn't the same language we've right. seen before. We talked about this. So for you to then put, put your foot down and place a placeholder and, and, and basically give us the impression that things are changing, and then we get to this week and we get nothing from you, I, I just... I, Google sent out, let me, let me say this real quick, and, and I'll, I'll try to keep this brief. Google sent out an email, I don't know if you saw it, asking for feedback. Uh, it was a two-question survey, and I was very straightforward with them. I said, look, you guys have to get consistent messaging. Like, it's, it, this is un, like at this point of the game, this is unacceptable where you guys are at right now. You have to get consistent messaging. And it, it you know... You've seen Duncan over on Stadia Source in the Reddit channels. He's done his own community updates, and half of the community's like, "Jesus, why couldn't you have all done this?" And he's not even, you know, again, in all fairness to Duncan, he's, he's not, not a PR. He's, he's yeah. not being paid for that. He's not being paid, but that's not his background either. So it's like, guys, you have to fix that. Like again, their number one New Year's resolution for this year is to, for the love of God. Fix your public relations, fix your communication, and fix your marketing. And if the last Thursday was the signs of you were going to make a change, then by God, you better stick to that. And that better be where we're headed because you can't, you can't do, I'm telling folks this right now, and I'm, I'm this I'm going to be very dead serious on. If they act like this when base comes out and this is out to the general population, they are going to get buried in the media. They will get buried for acting like this. So they've got to get their act together. Um, and I'm sorry, I'm done. No, no problem, my friend. Uh, uh, it's just because, I guess, the whole conversation on base, save it for um, that new segment. I think we, uh, it will be interesting oh. if we talk about that. Okay. So, moving on. Um, the next news we have here, it's the Verizon deal. So last week, we had a very pleasant surprise when Google announced a partnership with BT in UK, one of the biggest um, ISPs in UK, as uh, we learned it from our friend Dan at the time. And now Verizon, one of the biggest ISPs in USA, is doing a similar thing 
but uh, on U.S. soil, they're offering uh, FiOS Internet, which is a um, fiber gigabit internet connection. When they are offering um, the same bundle that, uh, well, basically the premier bundle, it comes now with FiOS. This announcement came while they were, um, Verizon was in Switzerland during the Davos uh, Forum, Economic Forum, in uh, World Economic Forum in Davos, Switzerland. And it was very nice. Uh, I saw an official video from Verizon. And that official video was very pleasant. They announced the relationship with Google. They said about 5G and the future uh, of... Actually, the future of internet connectivity. And let's make some points here how this connects 5G to Stadia. And what are the goods for Stadia on this, right, Chase? Yeah, it's... it's um. <sighs> So it's kind of two pieces. So one is they're doing a short-term play with Fios, which is they have a small footprint in the States. They don't have, it's not like a major provider, like a Spectrum or a AT&T. They are limited to where they're at. But like you said, the the 5G play is the bigger one because that's a forward-thinking chess piece move. This is them getting their foot down now to prepare for what's about to come. And this, you know, 5G has so many running implications to so many different markets. Cloud gaming just happens to be one of them uh, because it's going to shake up the internet landscape as we know it. And, and how is that going to happen? So one, it's, you know, big because the, the folks that are out there that are in areas that have limited broadband infrastructure, they're going to have more access to better internet, right? That's one. Cost analysis-wise, we've seen that a lot of rumors show that 5G home internet's going to be cheaper than broadband competitors. Right. And then the last one that's the big one is what? No data caps. And that's huge in the United States. So that's going to force these other these other fixed broadband providers that are like your Spectrums, your CenturyLinks, all those other ones. They're going to have to, to come in and, and decide, one, make our internet cheaper, which I think is going to have to happen with the competition. That That's a given. And two, are we either going to have to remove data caps completely or at least raise them to such a point that no one would ever touch them? Uh, and I, I think... Go ahead. Um, sorry. Um, the, the 5G part... I'm not sorry. The, the data caps part is something that it's in US very present. But as you said, with competition, competition drives market. So maybe with competition, we will stop seeing this kind of thing and uh, we will just have unlimited data just as major uh, or not major but almost all of other countries already have yeah the only thing i don't want to see happen and this is where you know and i have to be very careful we don't get into a political conversation here but right. the current the current landscape and the current um administration that is in the united states has been very very much against net neutrality um, right. And because of that, um, we are, you know, I, I just don't want to see a situation where it's xCloud partners with T-Mobile and T-Mobile says, oh, well, we still have a data cap, but if you get xCloud with us, it doesn't count against your data. That's where we're going to run into some problems. Um, and, I, and I think that's what we have to keep an eye out on. That's what you don't want to happen. What you want to happen is that by virtue of 5G coming into the marketplace, what ends up happening is it makes other competition have to do what? Bring costs down or 
either elevate or reduce data caps completely uh, to where they can be competitive. That's that's what we need to see. And if that happens, I think we're going to be in a good spot. And, and my guess is, just my internal feeling, I think that's what's ultimately going to happen. It may not happen right off the jump. It may take a little bit of time for that to occur. But eventually, people are going to choose what – you hear me say this term all the time. It's like a right. drinking game. People choose with their wallets. And if companies think they're going to be able to get away with that crap, they're out of their minds. People will go to options where they don't have to deal with data caps. They don't have to deal with data throttling. It will happen. Chase, um, correct me here. Um, so Verizon especially um, has uh, offered services in rich region. Do you know that? For Fios, I, I can look it up right now as we speak. Um, I can see. I, I think it is limited to specific regions of but Verizon, the country. But Verizon right now, it's uh, countrywide, right? Well, for their for their mobile network, yes, but not for the home internet. And that's the difference. Um, right. So we're trying the- to see if they've just got basic information here on the site, because I actually have it open right now. Let me see if it says, um, yeah, internet... Hold on. Because the point I was trying to make is it's a first step, as you said, and with the advent of 5G, since they have a coverage in the whole nation in the US, um, I guess it will be easier to have a 5G connection than a Fios connection using Verizon. And as the tests we have seen so far, the fiber connection and the 5G connection would be not that much different. The The speeds that we get with 5G would be close to the speeds that we would get with a fiber internet connection. Correct, yeah. Um, so here, here's what you were, and I understand what you're trying to ask now. Yes, they are across the entire US footprint as far as their mobile network. And yes, right. that's what 5G ultimately is going to to implement. Um, so yeah, it, it then would make them more approachable to a mass amount of consumers and even consumers that are in areas where they only have two internet providers as far as fixed broadband, right. like a Spectrum or a, a Comcast or a CenturyLink or an AT&T, they'll have an option. And that, again, that's what's going to cause competition to happen because if people start walking away from the Spectrums and the CenturyLinks and the AT&Ts for 5G internet, well, what's going to happen is these competitors are going to go, well, holy crap, what we need to do to be competitive? Well, one is bring your costs down. Two is take away data caps, and maybe people will consider staying with you. Uh, I just took a look here at chat. Charles mentioned, I saw an article from PC Gaming that said that now in US, ISPs can charge you if you have your own router. Uh, that's interesting to see. I, I want to look at, I will take a look at this uh, article. Uh, probably uh, they can change you extra, can charge you extra or something like that. Um, but um, the whole deal um, with Verizon, I guess, it's uh, the first step of uh, creating this partnership. Right now, right now, I mean, 2020, the the basic the the base users from. Sorry, I lost my line of thought. But what I wanted to say is Stadia it's, needs a solid uh, internet connection. I know it's not that much speed compared to other services, but uh, you need to have a landline internet connection. You cannot work, so you cannot play on Stadia using um, data connection on your mobile. Maybe that changes when we get 5G. And we heard 
uh, John Justice saying that before. So um, it, the next years regarding Stadia and 5G will be interesting to follow. And again, guys, Stadia, when I say next years, because Stadia is not going nowhere in the next 10 years, although people said Stadia is dead, we know the people who say this knows that that's completely horse. <laughs> and but state is not going nowhere. It's like YouTube has lost so many money, uh, so much money before starting making money, and Google is willing to do the same thing with state. Yeah, and and even with the Destiny news that happened earlier this week, people immediately, you know, whether right or wrong, they they jumped forward to this is it, this is the end. That news was never the end. It was a position where if Google didn't respond or if something didn't change in the landscape with that narrative. It could set them back, but it doesn't mean that they're done or they're finished. Um, and I, you know, you know, one thing that somebody has said multiple times to me, and I see it said in the chat so many times, and I just, I don't know if it doesn't gravitate into my brain enough, but it's, it is true. And I, and I want to highlight this. This service has only been in existence for two months, two right. months that it has been, if you want to say alive you know, in the, in the, in the words of, it's alive, it's alive. <laughs> yeah. Um, but people, I think the detractors, the ones that are out there looking for anything to hate on this thing, like it, this isn't going to be a perfect service, no matter what, even if we still had positives and the communication was better and, and likewise, there would still be something that potentially would be an issue. So Jeez, I think we always, can I bring a, um, can I bring you here uh, some data? Yeah. To back it up, what you're saying. I, I remember seeing, um, I guess, the print screen before, but this comes from uh, Statista. It's a website focused on data. So we said, okay, it's a brand new platform, Stadia. But if you look at Sting, when Sting launched I know it were different times, but Sting launched in 2004 with seven games the whole year. Then the years go by. By the end of 2010, we had 260, 276 games launched. So it was just, I guess, starting 2013 that things started ramping up until we see these numbers that we have today on Steam. So again, I'm not, uh, maybe here I'm comparing apples and oranges because it was the launch of one platform to the launch of another platform in a whole different landscape. But the launches of platforms that are not so simple as we have uh, regular consoles, which is, okay, you buy the console, you buy the games, and it's done. This is a completely so brand new that nobody thought before that if we stop to analyze the numbers and the achievements after two months and a half of usage, it's astonishing. Yeah, I, I just I think that that's something that we've we've got to, you know, people say it all the time to me, and I I don't know that I've taken it to heart enough. And I'm just being honest, you know, I'm a very straightforward person about this kind of stuff. I I haven't taken that to heart as much, um, and we probably all should take a step back and say, you know what, that's a true statement. It has only been alive for two months, and in some cases, maybe we are putting some pressures on um, Stadia that are. I don't want to say it's unfair, 
Um, but maybe we need to then think about it before we say it. But but here's what I do want to say. As you're building up or you're you're putting a platform together, you do have to make sure that your PR, your marketing, and your communication is probably one of the, the cornerstones or one of the foundation pillars that is right. And that's one that even with them being a young service, prior to the launch of the service, that was something that wasn't right and needed to be right. You know, that this is outside of the game issue that you were talking about right. with the data. So they, they've got to get – that's something that that has to get fixed. Like they have to continue to enhance and work on that. The rest of it will come with time. Right. Chase, do you want to bring us the, uh, the next news piece of story? Um, yeah, uh, this one's in regards to um, the YouTube games um, exclusivity deal for streaming rights uh, with Activision and Blizzard esports titles. So those are your uh, Call of Duty League and Overwatch League um, titles. And, you know, here's here's what I want to want to say on this one. It's a big deal in the sense that, you know, YouTube gaming is, I think, finally getting their stamp on the ground because they've had some issues getting off the ground over the past couple of years. But I think that this moves us closer towards a place that we weren't, you know, in the past few months. And that is potentially getting a Call of Duty title or an Overwatch title onto Stadia. Um, I do want to caution everyone, though, not to jump too far ahead on this with, you know, thinking that this automatically means that because it doesn't. But here's where it's going to be beneficial to Google. If they can go back to Activision and let's say six months, okay, and they go, look, look at the numbers on YouTube from your Call of Duty League that we achieved and we were able to get. That is going to give Google so much more leverage in negotiations to say, hey, here's why you need to have this game on our platform. Going back to the GDC stuff, one of the things that is the presentations that they're doing is about game discoverability. We can get your game out there through the Google search engine or through a Play Now button under a under a, um, a Call of Duty League live stream. It gives you the ability to get revenue. Like, There's just so much potential for ad revenue and monetization with this. I think this is why this move is being made. I think it's a long-term play. And I will tell you also, um, I do tend to agree with Duncan from Stadia Source on this. I, I think these are big, and you kind of have to look at them as a big picture, big picture holistic items of what they're trying to do in the long term. I know in the short term, we always try to say, well, are we getting this game? Yeah, I, I get it. But this is a big, big time long-term play. And I and I don't know that we that all of us, to be fair, because sometimes we don't look at it that way. I don't know that we've all looked at it like this, but if you look at it from that lens, you can see this is a big move. I mean, it's going to benefit Stadia potentially in the long term. I was just showing here Ryan White, guys. He's the global head of gaming and virtual reality at YouTube. He shared these numbers here from Call of Duty League when on the very first day on Call of Duty League last year was on Twitch. And he picked it at 5-7k uh, concurrent viewers. And on YouTube, this first time, it's already surpassed um, like 30% of that numbers. Um, so uh, as I was saying to Chase, on just for his appreciation, because I screwed up. Uh, every, everyone knows, even big YouTubers have already mentioned this. Stadia, uh, not Stadia, YouTube will win the streaming. Uh, wars in the long term I'm not talking about one year two years i'm talking about maybe five years from now 
uh, streaming will take a much bigger space on YouTube than it has already on Twitch. Once again, I'm talking about video game streaming. That's why YouTube already, it was always on the news that um, it was also on the news. YouTube signed with a few new streamers, big streamers coming from Twitch. And those guys um, play multiple platforms, um, mostly play on computers. But whenever we see the the business opportunities here that these people have contract signings with YouTube, which is a parent, um, which has a parent company on the same umbrella that Stadia. Once again, those are completely different things, Stadia and YouTube. Uh, we can expect that in the future, we will have something great for Stadia. But we need to wait. We cannot rush on things. As Case was saying, we need to take a step back, look at the big picture of everything that is happening, and understand that some things takes time. It doesn't happen from day to night. Yeah, and it's a big shout out to Duncan because he's the one that kind of have presented this view before before we got all this this news, and then it kind of is backing up his viewpoint and his points on this. And you know, it, you'd you'd have to be crazy to think that the the Stadia conversation didn't come up during the negotiations for the esports streaming rights. I'm sure they talked about this, right. and I'm sure it was one of the reasons why they sold them on it is to say, look, this isn't the now for you, but this is something that could happen. And imagine all the money you could get. The famous um, play now button on YouTube that we talked about, right? Right, and especially think about crowd play. You know, with those YouTube streamers, um, they'll be able to use it for monetization purposes. I mean, there's just so much opportunity here. It's ripe for people to make some serious cash, whether you agree with it or not. You know, no, I, I, even... have mixed, I have I have mixed opinions about that, but it is just a fact. It's a reality that that's that's what this is being set up as. And even if you stop to think about. Um, like, for example, Epic Store has a deal with um, YouTubers, not YouTubers, but content creators in general, that if somebody buys a game using the link from the the creator, that creator gets a small cut of the game. If YouTube and the publishers ended up doing this, the big YouTubers or the whole YouTube community will change from... Stadia sucks too. Hey, buy this game on Stadia because I will get a cut of it. hundred percent. It's, it's just because of, again, it's, you know, we, we've talked about this before. It's the new kid on the block. It's just like what happened with Xbox. It's, it's the thing that everybody can love to hate in the moment. And trust me, if another, another platform came out that was, I have to be very careful. How I say this, that was not, in someone's viewpoint, not as good, then they would move over to that and start hating on that instead. It's just the way of of uh, the world, if you will, and it, and it is partially the way of the gaming demographic that that exists out there. And you know what's made it even worse. Um, and, and I'm going to get off of this, but social media. You know, back when the Xbox launched, we didn't have the same implementations of social media that we have today and now with a new service coming out social media enhances negativity like like it's nothing so chase before we talk about gdc i'm trying to put it up here on the chat to who's ask it oh okay i found it it was loden so what do you think of february pro games i don't know if uh, you said that on your show earlier uh was, again i wasn't listening at the beginning of the show no no i didn't i can tell you what my thoughts are though what i right. think we're gonna get 
Um, I think we're going to probably get the last Tomb Raider game. Um, so to make it be the trilogy. And that may be why they pulled the other Tomb Raider game off. Maybe there was an agreement that if you're going to give all of these pro games for free, you can't let all these sit on here forever. Like you're going to have to pull one of them off. Right. So um, that's my that's my bet. And then I think the other free game is going to be Kine. Um, that's my other guess. So okay. I, again, I could be wrong, but I, I'm just... I'm just speculating. So. I guess we are aligned on Kine. I do think Kine is going to be one. Um, somebody here on chat, ah, he again, Slowden said, um, Guilt and Just Dance. I think Just Dance might be the second one. Hmm, interesting. Okay. If it's not Just Dance, I think it, uh, it is going to be a Ubi game. So probably uh, Trials, Trials Rising. Um, that's my guess. But um, once again, we'll probably know that. Maybe tomorrow or Monday. Right. Right. So, GDC, my friend. Uh, I, I'm Look, I wasn't excited about it, but I am now. Um, and I am also pleased that Google was proactive in telling us what's going to be going on at GDC. Uh, because I think it gives a little bit of hype behind some parts of it. Um, and, yeah, you've got the awesome article from, from Stadia Source on this one. Um I believe that one was, was that one done by uh, Duncan, Duncan Baxter? I, maybe you know this guy. I don't know. No, that's one to escape. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I know. I'm joking. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Look at me not taking things in, in the context of sarcasm. Um, but yeah, I think, I think the big ones out of this for me are the game discoverability, which I think is further down in that list. I think that's a mm-hmm. really big one that deals with the Google search strings and deals with probably putting a play now button underneath a YouTube video um, for people can get access to the game. And the other big one for me was the machine learning with the Vulkan graphics API. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that one's further up in the list. Right. Um, it talks about moving into version 1.2. Um, I'm trying to see if it's... Port- uh, yeah, I think, I think it's this one, porting Snowdrop to Vulkan. Uh, yeah, it, it says something along the lines of version 1.2. If you see that language, you know you're on the right one. It might be... Well, anyway, it's here on the list. Yeah, yeah. So anyways, um, I think that's the other big one for me. Now, directly under that is runner-ups. I think we do want to hear about the fallout from Destiny and Kind. What was their experience with developing on this platform? Because that's going to tell us a lot. Is this something where it's easy for a developer? Is it something where the developer had to you know, expend a huge amount of resources? Because depending on what they say in those presentations, it could be a make-or-break moment for Google. It could either be, hey, it isn't as bad as you think it is, and we were able to do A, B, and C, or somebody says something that Google maybe didn't think they were going to say <laughs> about, hey, you know, off the cuff, this was really difficult, and we had to spend a lot of resources. So you don't want someone out of those development side of the house. And I'm not saying they need to be dishonest, okay? That's not my intent in saying this, but they, I'm sure they've already vetted uh, both Destiny and Kind to make sure of, like, did you truly have a good experience or not? Because if right. you put somebody up on that stage that says that they had to expound upon you know a bunch of resources it took a long amount of time it wasn't it wasn't easy that's going to create some problems um the 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 shows uh the talks that i found more interesting here from this that are will be coming are the one who says bring media so there's a lot of uh developers who develop our games in unit especially indie developers so whenever um i guess this would be a nice presentation that will bring people okay 
it's easy or it's doable to bring my Unity game to Stadia. So it may attract more developers to that. And the, oh, that was the machine learning, as you said, about Vulkan. But uh, the other one that I found very interesting as well was the gaming discoverability, as you said. I think that one's huge. Um, that one has a lot of potential pathways for Google. Um, and I think it's bigger in the sense of it's not, it's not as like critical for um, the current developers that are already on board, Eddie. I think it's a bigger deal for the ones that are considering Stadia. Right. Because this, it's going to sell them on whether it's the, the right platform. For them or um, not them or not um real quick and i don't want to go too far off this is an interesting point that charles made in the chat and i just wanted to highlight it he said right. i think when base drops all past pro games will be a ama- will be made available with pro that would be amazing if they did that and chose that strategy i actually think that would be a good look by them um well, you know right, I, I right now they are kind of a mix between following the playstation format where you get two games a month and after, if you don't don't play those games, those games are gone. But it's a mix, right. right? Because right now we still can claim everything except the Tomb Raider. Because uh, as I mentioned, I guess on the last podcast, a friend of mine from work he got a a buddy pass, and he got five games with the buddy pass. He just skipped the first Tomb Raider, but he got the other Tomb Raider, and he got the other stuff. Yeah, I I think the reason I think that that's a good shout by him though is because if they if they keep those, I think what he's trying to say is that moving forward it would be a running library where it doesn't go away. And if they go that route, I think that's a better strategy. Right. And that could even become their game pass type of model if they chose to go that route. That might be the answer to what we've been talking about. Yeah. Um. And Donnie, you know, I have to give props. This isn't the first time I've heard this. This was actually something that Donnie, if you remember, we talked mm-hmm. about this from PSPG, the Google Stadia show podcast. He mentioned that before, that that might be a strategy for them to undertake. So I think it's actually a good idea. Um, yeah, I, but oh no, go ahead, go ahead. No, Eddie. no, no, no. I just agree with that. I just I don't think it's bad. I now I understand at the same token, I'm not upset if they choose to take games away at the end of the month, because it's that's just the norm of how other platforms do it. So I'm I'm happy either way. But I think right. if they go the route that Charles is talking about, I think that's a much better um, public facing approach where it makes people go, oh well. You know, I can pick and choose when I can play those games, and we'll Google be, would be making money. Would we'll be know, kind of similar to play a game, then you can play it, get done with it, and say, you know what, maybe this month I'm just going to stick with base and buy a game, and then I'll come back to Pro if there's a new game on there that I want to play. You know what I mean? Makes sense. Yeah, uh, I was just going to make a comparison. Kinda looks like a, a, a UPlay Plus, but not of UB games only. If you have uh, two games being added to that library. Uh, every month and you have uh, the ability to play everything that has been launched before uh, for the price that's a hell of a deal I think it would be um, and I think that that would be a direct competitor to Game Pass because Game Pass Ultimate is what $14.99 or something like that so if you offer a running library at 10 bucks, people are going people are gonna again this goes back to that whole when there's competition right. and voting with your wallet, people will look at this stuff. And 
you know, uh, somebody, <laughs> I'm just going to throw this in real quick. Somebody again got on to me the other day about what you're talking about does not exist in gaming. And I had to point out to them again, the reason it doesn't exist in gaming is because this has never happened before in gaming. Right. All the shifts that you see in, in marketplaces with Publix and Aldi and Amazon and Walmart and anything that you can name that's in commerce, it's been in existence. And they've offered cheaper prices well, long term for years. Sometimes we, you, never, we were yeah, just going to say that sometimes we hear that say, right, ignorance is a blessing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Um, but we've we've never seen a console be so much cheaper or even free and offer the same titles as the other consoles. It's going to change the marketplace and it's going to change the way that people view how they buy their games. I'm telling I'm telling you. Um, and I had to, I had to point that out to this person and they said, I still don't agree with you. And I said, that's fine. You don't have to agree. But please don't be shocked when that's where the market goes because that's what's about to happen. And I, I think there's some people, I think it's what you just said, Eddie, mm -hmm. ignorance is bliss. I think there's some people that are, they're going under into their um, fallout shelters, if you want to call it that. And don't, they want to pretend that what's going on outside really isn't what's happening. And, you know, I, I've said this before, it's going to suck for some of them because the door's going to hit them in the, you know what, and they're going to have to realize that that's where the market is going. And just because your purchasing block or your demographic, this goes back to that hardcore gaming demographic conversation, doesn't like that, that doesn't mean that there aren't other demos out there that don't matter. So we, you know, again, that's it's it's so important that we remember these things, at right. least to me. Um, so yeah. Um, geez, uh, you, you mentioned something, so I would like to take um time here to present to everyone and to you as well, my friend. So. Um, this new segment I created from our show, it's we agree to disagree in some stuff, especially right now, I guess, on base. So we're going to be participating on today. It's the first episode of the final round. <laughs> oh, yes, I love this. <laughs> so, my friend, um, as we are both UFC fans for a while, And we have been talking about base for a while. We have different um, perspectives on the base. So we're going to do here, um, it's a five-minute conversation. I'm going to do the first minute, then you're going to do another minute, then I'm going to do another minute, then you do another minute, then 30 seconds each. So we're going to exchange here our thoughts on the Stadia base launch, right? Are you ready, my friend? Let's do it. Ding, ding. <laughs> no, I just... Okay. Oh, you throwing the clock up? Yep. Yeah, no, no, go ahead. Before no, I throw the I clock. Just, I was just going to say that uh, this is awesome, man. I'm excited for this. <laughs> this is really, really cool that you put this together. Yeah, guys. Okay, so let's go here. So uh, five minutes, and here we go. I have an opinion that The launch of base right now being in March had probably announced on GDC. I have a small chance on that happening. But I think if it doesn't happen in March, it's not such a big case for Google because they are they need to worry about other stuff, which for me it's getting the games before getting the players. If they announced base in GDC without getting that exclusives list rolling without getting 
the new titles. Just saying, okay, base is ready, guys. Go buy the games and enjoy. But you don't have the games. So I guess in order to launch base, you need to have a big punch game, such as Cyberpunk. I don't think Doom is enough to punch everyone to go ahead and jump into base. So whenever we have a huge title that it's brand new, I think it's when base should launch. Yeah, I. Your points are valid. Um, so for for me, Google, the, the, here's the issue that they run into if they don't follow the the mindset or the model that they intimated to us during E3 and Gamescom with both, um, kind of the words or the feedback that we got from Phil Harrison with Jeff Keeley's interview and then John Justice at Gamescom. If they don't launch in March or Feb- late February, early March, the media is going to seize on that. And they're going to see that, or say that, look, this is the intimation that you gave. You're delaying it. So they're going to make a big deal out of it. Google needs to get out ahead of it, and they need to say something. Now, if they're going to do it in March, they should start that process now um, and start talking about it. If they're not going to do it in March, at least say, hey, we're launching it by the end of quarter two in the next couple of weeks. Tell us something. I don't think it's smart, though, to go anywhere beyond, like I said, late April, early May, because once you get into the summer, it becomes the white noise of the consoles, and you're but, then competing against all the consoles. But Stadium has already stated before, uh, either via official communications or via uh, Twitter, that Stadia Base is launching 2020. Uh, they didn't set exactly a quarter or anything. In talking about, okay, the media is going to take the narrative of saying that uh, Stadia failed again to deliver something that uh, it was implicit they would deliver. But I think it will be small peanuts if we think, okay, Stadia is available to everyone. If you want to buy, you can spend, okay, $130 and you get Stadia. But um, I think at the end of the game, it will be something as we had with the wireless gate of uh, not having wireless was a big deal at the beginning. So I think if we don't launch right now without a game, it, it will be bad press, but it wouldn't be that much bad press. Well, I again, I, I think it's it is an issue though. If you have to make sure you control your narrative, and the the problem that's going to happen is if they don't go that route and they don't at least address it, even if it's not going to be in March, and they don't be proactive in discussing when it's going to launch by the end of this month, the media will seize on it, and it will be something where if we thought that the the founders launch was rough, it's going to really create a bunch of problems. Um, and to go back to your point about that Doom's not a big game, I do think it's a big title for for the general population. Is it as big as Call of Duty? No, absolutely not. Is it as big as FIFA? No, absolutely not. But it is a game that you could launch with the service that would be attractive. Again, I, I, I think if we get to the summer and they try to do the process of marketing this thing or trying to get it out there to the masses while also the consoles are marketing, they're going to run into a very, very difficult spot. You know what? You just opened um, something on my mind that I haven't thought before. It would be possible if the base launched with FIFA 2021. I guess that's a big title that it's big enough to bring EA and bring stadium base. So you don't need to buy a console to play that big title because it doesn't matter right now to launch base on my opinion without uh with uh old games let's say i know people doesn't have consoles or old games uh doesn't it's not worth for me 
Yeah, I mean, and again, if if they choose to to roll it out later than what we thought or what has been in, implied, regardless of whether they they said coming in twenty twenty or not, they still implied the way that things were implied during E three and Gamescom. And I wasn't the only person; we weren't the only people in the community. The media got the same sense as well. I, I again, I really truly think that uh, I'm about to run out of time, but I'll, I'll just say with this last this right. last thought, they have got to be very careful about how they go forward on this. And if for any reason they try to just go silent without saying something about it past the end of this month, I, I think it's going to put them in a difficult spot. Long, you know, not not where it's going to make Stadia fail, but it, it's going to put them in a difficult spot um, over the next couple of weeks and the next few months. So that was the very first episode or segment of the final round. I hope uh, you enjoy, my friend. I liked it. Somebody in here, I think it was Asha, said this is like <laughs> versus Shannon uh, on first tape with uh, Skip Bayless. So, uh... <laughs> no, it's. It, I just came up. Uh, I think I had that idea while I was driving home yesterday. Like we are both are fans of uh, UFC, and sometimes we agree to disagree on stuff. But yeah. um, I guess we, uh, of course, all of us here uh, on either on creators or people on our amazing community, we want this, uh, this, this thing stated to succeed because we believe it and we test it and we, it works. And as I, I mentioned on an earlier video I did this week, unfortunately right now it's not a, it is the best place to play multiplayer games, technically-wise, and it's the worst place to play multiplayer games, player-base-wise. Um, of course, we have an amazing community here with friends that we can always get together, but there are people who I have seen either on Discords or on Facebook who are always, hey, add me on Stadia, I want to play multiplayer, and it's hard to get uh, matchmaking without having friends. Yeah, it is. Uh, you know, one, one thing I do want to say about this segment that kind of falls into my philosophy You can, this is a perfect example to show folks you can have healthy discourse respectfully. Right. Um, and you should like, no one should agree all the time with someone and including myself or anyone else in this community. It's all about helping you make informed decisions and be what educated consumers. We say this all the time. So right. I love this segment, Eddie. This was, this was awesome. Especially um, if you come up with arguments, like there was a guy commenting on one of my videos saying, Stadia doesn't work. You cannot go against the laws of physics. Like, <laughs> you gotta be kidding me. <laughs> what? Yes, because the, uh, the speed light. I was like, what? You're saying, my friend? And then he stopped speaking. I was I even say, okay, I'm gonna do my best to get you a buddy pass so you can try it for yourself. He said, no, I don't want to try it for myself because you cannot go against the laws of physics. Oh my god! I, I don't know what my response would have been to that. I'm just going to keep it to myself. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Chase. Uh, I guess we reach up the end of the show. It's time to us uh, to take a look here. Our amazing community on the chat that was crazy today. So let's scroll a little bit back here to bring a couple of those to the show. Just so that you know, we at our highest point today, we were at 27 viewers. So I think that's a that's a this week on Stadia record. I actually right. I watched the viewer count normally just to kind of see where we're at. Um, just because I'm curious, you know, I like to right, see right, right. 
topic that's making someone interested. I think part of why today has got so many folks on here is this is a jam-packed day of content. Like we right. started with the Saturday morning stadia talk over my channel. Then we have this, then people have a little bit of break in the afternoon. Um, then at four o'clock we have, the, or I have the, um, you know, the, the conversation with stadia Arcadia and then at five is the grid community events. So it, it really is. Like you said, it's a stadia super Saturday. There's so much content today uh, from a lot of individuals. Right, right, right. And um, yeah, it's been a, it's going to be a, an awesome day for, for the stadia community as, as a whole. By the way, uh, I participated on the on the grid the grid race last weekend. It was very fun. Um, I played with a lot of people here at the war on the chat, and uh, probably be playing today as well again. Don't forget, guys, at 5 p.m. Eastern time over Generation Stata YouTube channel, right after um, Stadia Talk conversation special edition with Stadia Arcadia or Tommy Danger. Yes. And, and just very quickly too, and then I'll, I'll, we can work through the chat. Um, shout out to generation and shout out to Sunny from cloud gaming X for putting together this event for the right. past two weeks. It's, it truly is something special and it's been amazing to see the community feedback on it. Um, and this is why this community is awesome. I, I said it before at the top of the show, this is probably the best gaming community I've ever been a part of since I've been a kid. Um, and that's saying a lot. I mean, I've gone through a lot of iterations of different gaming platforms, and I think this has probably by far been my my favorite, and has been the best. So, um, Greg mentioned here earlier in the chat. I use mobile data. Sorry, guys. I use mobile data all the time to play Stadia. I even posted a video on my channel how to do. Yes, you can use mobile data to play on Stadium. It is via you. You just share your connection, and then you connect it with someone else. But uh, if you have your phone only and you don't have anything right now except your phone, and if you don't want to, let's say, hack into the system, you you can't. Just as you can play right now with uh, Samsung phones and not only Pixel phones, but um, officially, I hope um, Google... Well, it is on the roadmap from Google that we spoke last week to release Stadia in more mobile Android phones right now. Um, so the Activision deal, uh, we we spoke about. We probably will come to to Stadia sometime. It needs to come to Stadia sometime. Please come to Stadia sometime. Uh, oh, Eddie, Eddie, yes, yeah, sir. hold on one second. Uh, don't get me a good point. Let me pull this up. And I I can't partake in this today, but I do want us to discuss it. He he made a very good point. Hold on. And I, I had it on my, my show notes, but I just didn't, I scrolled down too far and didn't have it here to, to mention. There is a community event also for Destiny 2. Um, for Stadia, it's a strike tournament. Right. Um, and you can actually go over to the official, uh, official, official Stadia community forum. Um, there's a user there called Streamer, and he's organizing the tournament. Um, and I believe it is at 1 p.m., which would be 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time today. Right. Um, for um, today's date. So those of you that are interested in that, um, the event will actually be streamed over on Mixer at mixer.com backslash Stadia streamer. So Duncan, thank you for reminding us on that one. And I, I did want to make sure that we mentioned that as well. Appreciate By the way, that, guys, uh, for more information about this, you can always uh, take a look at stadiasearch.com. 100. Um, so uh, I think... 
Okay, uh, just looking at chat, I, I remember something that um, I forgot to talk about, GDC. So I'm just going to talk about this thing on GDC, and we will wrap up, close the podcast, and continue here with you guys. The GDC, last year, it's when we saw uh, Google Stadia for the very first time. The presentation started with Sunshine, then it moved up to Fury Harrison, and then we saw all the features that um, will come to Stadia at one day. Stadia. It's a sponsor from for this year at uh, the GDC. So we're probably going to have a big presentation, just as we had the last year on Google Stage and Launch. And I cannot wait to see if or what are we going to see, because it's a game developers conference. It's not a, a conference for the general public. So usually they would present either new capabilities um, new features. It's not going to have new games announced, I think, uh, right now. But I'm curious to see if, okay, we released this feature being um, Stream Connect that is already available, and other features such as uh, Crowdplay and etc. We will see an update version of that, or maybe. Uh, even more exclusive features that only can happen on Stadia? Well, your take, Chase. I see you're thinking about something. I just had a thought. How cool would it be, Google, if you're listening, and this is only if this feature is ready to roll, how cool would it be if they demoed Crowdplay on that stage in real time? Ooh. How freaking amazing would that be? I literally just thought about this right now. Um, what Like that, I just got a little giddy inside. That would be pretty amazing. Um, you know what, Google? You should do that. You should do that. If if, if Crowdplay is ready, you should demo that on that stage. 110%. Great idea. And by the way, I'm going to clip this one and put on Twitter and tag Google to see that. Yep. Hmm. Again, if, if it's ready. If it's ready, yeah. please do this. Well, if we... Stop to think it was kind of ready with NBA 2K, at least uh, as an alpha, early alpha version, right? When they demoed at GDC, they demoed using NBA. And um, so maybe if it's ready to do a, a live demo, it would be fantastic. Uh, I guess, Agreed. guys, with that, we will close the podcast for today, but don't remember to continue here. Thanks for the folks listening to this podcast on the audio. Uh, we have a weekly over 100 people clicking on our podcast and listening every week. Well, amazing. Thank you, especially to you listening to the podcast audio. You guys are amazing. And we see you on the next episode next week. Especially, by the way, it's going to be an awesome episode. It's going to be hosted on my friend Chase's channel. And But for you listening to the podcast, it will be the same thing. Special that Especially that we will have special guests. So once again, Thanks for you listening to the podcast and I see you on the next episode. Bye guys. Take it easy.